We're two-thirds of the way through the WPIAL football season, and as we enter week seven, it's time to talk about the dreaded P-word, that being the playoffs. Hi, everybody. This is Brandon Rossi joining you for this week six recap edition of the Whippy a Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are. A little bit of a delayed episode since, uh, as I mentioned last week, that I was off to London. I got back in on Monday, and let's just say jet lag got the best of me. Um, So now that we're back on track with this little bit of a delayed edition of the Whippy Whip Around, um, the format for the show, we're going to recap all the games and then name our teams and players of the week. And then at the end of the show, we'll briefly look at the playoff picture and the teams that have clinched uh, throughout the WPIAL. So as always, we start from the lowest classification, work our way up to Class 6A, and we start things out in the Tri-County South. Um, The game of the week, Manessin traveling to Carmichael's, and the Mighty Mikes eke out a thrilling win, 40-36 over the Greyhounds, as Carmichael's uh, secures supremacy in the Tri-County South over Manesson. Both teams tied at 3-1, and one, second in the conference behind Mapletown. Really, for, for Carmichael's, the, the difference was the aerial attack led by Alec Anderson. He threw for a school record 291 yards uh, and threw for three touchdowns caught by Tyler Richmond and A.J. Donaldson as Carmichael's 5-2 and two on the season, 3-1, and one, in conference play after the big win over Manesson. Carmichael's in the driver's seat right now for second place. They already played Mapletown, who is undefeated, as I mentioned, in Tri-County South and in overall play. So the Maples, for now, um, stick as the top team in the Tri-County South. Carmichael's, as if the playoffs were to start today, would be the two-seed in the Tri-County South. Uh, Manesson, though, put up a good fight. Tyvon Kershaw running for 181 yards, two touchdowns for the Greyhounds, who are, as I mentioned, tied for second, but behind Carmichael's due to the head-to-head between the two. Elsewhere in the Tri-County South, Mapletown beating up on Jefferson Morgan to remain unbeaten, 49-12. California gets a big win over West Green, 47-14. The Pioneers are 1-6. and six. Uh, on the season, which is a bit of a surprise considering the talent coming back. And Beth Center defeats Bentworth 56-21. to In Eastern Conference play, not much really happened. Um, the games were pretty lopsided. Clareton demolishing Springdale 67 to nothing, And the game of the week, Leechburg defeating Jeanette 58-21. Although the, uh, the outcome of the game, or the final score I should say, doesn't tell the full picture. This game was, it was firmly in control of Leechburg throughout the game, but the Blue Devils didn't really break it open until the fourth quarter when Leechburg scored 27 points and Braylon Lovelace and Logan Klein combined for seven touchdowns between the two. Lovelace accounting for three touchdowns, including 171 rushing yards. Klein added four scores with five catches for 95 yards. Quarterback Jaden Floyd throwing for 123 as Leechburg currently tied for second in the Eastern Conference. But again, due to the uh, losing the matchup with Clareton, the Blue Devils are currently sitting at third in the Eastern Conference if the playoffs were to start today. And of course, atop the conference, Greensburg Central Catholic, 
who defeated Frazier in conference action 47 to nothing. Jeanette 2 and 5, but the only two wins coming against Eastern Conference foes. They're currently locked in for a playoff spot. And uh, Leechburg, they were a favorite coming into the Eastern Conference this season and getting back on track with a big win at Jeanette's. And the rest of the schedule for Leechburg, this coming week, they sh- on paper, they should win against Riverview and then step out of the conference against Janango and then set up a big matchup on the road at Greensburg Central Catholic uh, in Week 9. So that'll be interesting to see how that turns out later on in the year. Black Hills Conference, game of the week was a stunner. Probably the upset of the entire WPIAL for Week 6. Burgettstown defeating Our Lady of the Sacred Heart 22-19. to um, The Blue Devils winning with 44 seconds left after Brody Couser scored a touchdown in the waning seconds to help the Blue Devils to the win. Olsh did have a chance with one second left, had the game-tying field goal from 37 yards out attempted, but it was a bad snap, and that ended the Chargers' chances to escape Moon with a victory. Olsh was previously unbeaten, well, unbeaten no more. And Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, they did get a good passing... A good offensive performance from Nehemiah Azim. He had 232 passing yards. Dorian Tate, eight catches for 107. And the Chargers um, now tied for second. But again, the upset loss to Burgettstown puts Olsh at third in the Black Hills Conference. A lot can change with just one game, as we just found out, as Olsh undefeated. And we're looking to be an odds-odd favorite of the Black Hills Conference to challenge Bishop Canavan, but Burgettstown says not so fast, and Olsh knocked from the undefeated ranks, currently sitting at third with three conference games remaining. Winnable game this week against Avella, then the big showdown next Saturday against Bishop Canavan and the Week 9 matchup with Cornell. Elsewhere in the conference, Bishop Canavan makes a statement in the 63-0 shellacking of Cornell on Saturday, and on Friday night, the two games from the Black Hills Fort Cherry defeats Avella 42-8. Chartiers Houston defeats Carlinton 39-8. And in the Big 7 Conference, our game of the week lived up to the billing as it was a defensive showdown between Union and Rochester with the Scotties getting the win over the Rams 6-0. And Union remains just behind Southside and Laurel for the top spot in the Big 7. Um, the Scotties, it was... Nothing, nothing through the first three quarters, and then Braylon Thomas scored an 11-yard run late in the fourth quarter as Union survives a road matchup with Rochester. The Rams 2-2, fourth-place team out of the Big 7 Conference. But Union, if it didn't have its statement win already, it certainly got it with a win against the historically prevalent Rochester Rams as Union solidifying itself as a contender in the Big 7. Elsewhere in the conference, Southside Beaver um, gets a scare but holds off Shenango 15-13. Southside and Mapletown, the only undefeated teams remaining in Class 1A. And Laurel defeating Northgate 58-14. In non-conference action, Summit Academy falls to Riverview on the road 40-12. Class 2A are games of the week. Firstly, in the Midwestern Conference, Western Beaver Travels to Riverside, and the efforts of Tyson Florence can't go unnoticed as the Golden Beavers defeat the Panthers 49-21. 
Um, Tyson Florence ultimately is not my player of the week for Class 2A, but it was a tough, tough decision between him and our eventual nomination for Class 2A Player of the Week. Florence rushed for 210 yards and six touchdowns as Western Beaver got the efforts from Florence to lift them to the win over Riverside. And this came in spite of the Golden Beavers committing 15 penalties, including eight holding calls and having two pre-snap penalties against Western Beaver as the Golden Beavers 3-1 and one in conference play, tie for second with Neshanig, but again, Western Beaver on the outside looking in for that number two spot in the Midwestern Conference due to Neshanig winning against Western Beaver back in week three. But Western Beaver, you got to like what they're bringing to the table. Have a couple of winnable games the next couple weeks against New Brighton this week and Mohawk next week in the final home game of the season for Western Beaver. The Golden Beavers will have to play Road Warriors to finish off the season after starting with four straight home games, finishing the, the year with three of the last four games on the road, including the Week 9 matchup at Beaver Falls which can go a long way in determining um, if Western Beaver can potentially play spoiler to Beaver Falls' undefeated Midwestern Conference uh, chances coming into the season. Speaking of Beaver Falls and other action, the Tigers trouncing Mohawk 54-7. Neshanik shuts out Freedom on the road 39-0. And Elwood City gets its first conference win of the season, 18-13 winners over New Brayton. In the Century Conference, still rocks. Uh, We had some questions about their offense. Well, all those questions, we got those answers as the Vikings shut out Wash High at home. 36 to nothing on a military night. And, of course, a special occasion for first-year head coach Marvin Mills. He is a military vet in the Vikings sporting those military camo uniforms that are sparingly being used around the WPIAL. I've seen a couple of teams use those already. Um, and Stowe Rocks, they took care of business against one of the top teams in Class 2A in Wash High. And the, the Vikings, it was 36 nothing at half. And what, again, the offense, we had some questions about they took care of business. But also, too, the defense holding the WPIL's highest scoring offense off the board Um, That being Wash High, coming into that game, averaging 52 points a game. And Wash High uh, couldn't put up anything against a tough Still Rocks defense. Prior to that game, Wash High's season low, 34 points. For the Vikings, Josh Jenkins throws for 194 yards uh, to lead the Vikings. And Still Rocks, in the last four games, all in conference play, have outscored opponents 176 to 7. That's an average of scoring 44 points a game and giving up just under two points a game. And that includes um, three shutouts in back to back to back succession. The seven points against Charleroi that they gave up was, quite frankly, in garbage time. Still Rocks is looking like the team to beat in the Century Conference, and it just remains so after the dominant win over Wash High. Elsewhere in the conference, McGuffey dominates Charleroi 43-7, and Brentwood gets its first conference win over Waynesburg Central 20-7.
In the Allegheny Conference in Class 2A, our game of the week was a good one. Ligonier Valley defeating Burl on the road 29-15 after the efforts of Mr. Big Play. That's Hayden Siraki. Had 178 rushing yards, and he did just about everything for the Rams. Had those two touchdowns rushing. He caught a touchdown pass, had two two-point conversion runs, long kickoff return, which set up another score, and also had a late interception in the fourth quarter to help Ligonier Valley to the come-from-behind win as the Rams trailed 15-14 at half before Soraki and Ligonier Valley took over as the Rams third place in the Allegheny Conference, sitting behind Steel Valley and Sarah Catholic, who are both unbeaten coming into Week 7 in conference play. Ligonier Valley will take on Sarah Catholic this week. Ligonier Valley and Burl, we talked about how this game will go a long way in determining playoff positioning between these two. Burl in fourth place, Ligonier in third after the game on Friday. And Hayden Soraki may have just single-handedly put Ligonier Valley in a chance to clinch third place at the very minimum. Of course, you have the game for Ligonier Valley coming up against Sarah Catholic, but it's a good safety net to fall back on if you can't get past Sarah Catholic to know that you're locked up for at least a third-place spot in Class 2A. Elsewhere in the conference, Amani Christian wins a thriller over Apollo Ridge 38-34. Sarah Catholic wins an uncharacteristically close game against Yawk, 28-14, and Steel Valley takes care of business at Derry, 49-0. Now heading to Class 3A, our game of the week there was in the Western Hills Conference, Beaver and Avonworth on paper, two of the better teams in the conference, and Avonworth dominated defensively the Bobcats, 29-3, the Antelopes get the win Avonworth holding Beaver to just 38 total yards for the game, including just six yards rushing, as Avonworth has now won five straight games and are undefeated in Western Hills Conference play. And the Lopes, the only undefeated team remaining in the Western Hills Conference, and they're obviously the heavy favorite to clinch the Western Hills Conference title after quarterback Nate Harper offensively, Throwing for 155 yards, added a rushing touchdown, and threw for a score as well. Avonworth gets the win over Beaver thanks to a strong defensive performance. Elsewhere, Hopewell out of the conference, falls to Keystone Oaks at home, 26-0. South Park trounces Quaker Valley on the road, 44-14. And West Mifflin shuts out Seton LaSalle, 51-0. Get this, though. In the Western Hills, Avonworth, we expected to be the top team in the conference. That's where they sit right now. But tied for second, Hopewell and West Mifflin through just three conference games. But, again, we're getting in the back end of the season, so every game counts from here on out. Our interstate conference game of the week turned into a laugher as Elizabeth Forward defeated Mount Pleasant 42-14 as the Warriors, led by that outstanding defense, shutting down Mount Pleasant despite the Vikings putting up 14 points. The Warriors are the only undefeated team left in the Interstate Conference, and right now it's just a race between EF and Bell Vernon to see who's going to take the Interstate Conference crown. Quarterback Zion White threw for 198 yards and threw for four touchdowns. And, of course, Zach Boyd had another tremendous game, 213 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns, including a punt return for the Warriors. 
Elsewhere in the conference, Bell Vernon defeats Greensburg-Salem in road action 51-7, and Southmoreland gets the win at South Allegheny 36-6. In the Allegheny 6, the top two teams, at least in terms of my rankings in the Allegheny 6, East Allegheny and Freeport did battle with the Yellow Jackets coming away with the win 35-13, and it was all because of the running game. As Freeport, as a team, rushing for 407 yards. And leading the way was Ben Lane, who had 254 yards rushing and three touchdowns um, to lead the Yellow Jackets to victory over East Allegheny, who uh, drops to 1-1 one one in conference play. Freeport 2-0. They're tied with Deer Lakes in Allegheny 6 conference action as the top team in the conference. East Allegheny was led by Michael Cahill, who had 186 total yards for the game, 82 rushing, 104 passing. Other conference action, Deer Lakes survives against Valley 7-2, and Shadyside Academy defeats Knock 30-12. Now moving on to the Class 4A classification in the Parkway Conference, Aliquippa defeats Blackhawk 54-3 in a game in which Blackhawk really never got out of the gates Aliquippa scored 41 points in the first quarter, which is, you look at that line, I know personally whenever I was in London and I was scrolling through Twitter just to see how other games were going, and I saw 41 nothing in the first quarter, I thought it was a typo. I'm not kidding. But turns out it was a myriad of Blackhawk mistakes and Aliquippa taking advantage and forcing a lot of mistakes as well. Um... Let's let's take a look at the first three minutes and 21 seconds, shall we? Aliquippa scores on the opening kickoff. The next kickoff, Blackhawk fumbles, Quips recover, and then Tyquay Hayes goes in for the score on a couple plays. Next series, Blackhawk offensively can't move the ball. Um, strip sack recovered by the Quips in the end zone. And then an interception leads to another Tyquay Hayes rushing score and then eventually a couple of other scores later and through just three minutes and 21 seconds it's 35 nothing um what do you say to that it's it's hard for any team to come back from a 21 nothing score let alone a 35 nothing score in the first three minutes and Aliquippa I said it before and I'll say it again they might have the best defense I've ever seen at the high school level and I'm not kidding they, give, they did give up some decent yards if you're Aliquippa standards um, through the air, but still nowhere close to what you needed to knock off the Clips as Aliquippa gets a 54-3 win. Um, not to mention five turnovers forced in the first half and then another additional one in the second half with the second stringers in for Aliquippa as the Quips roll to a big win over the Cougars. In conference action, Central Valley and West Allegheny not shot out wins. The Warriors defeating Montour 43-0. The Indians defeat the Bridgers of Ambridge 40-0. And Chartier's Valley picks up its first conference win of the season, 22-13 over Newcastle with a late pick six sealed in the waning seconds of that one. In Greater Allegheny Conference, our overall game of the week, Hampton and North Catholic battled it out in overtime. At J.C. Stonefield with the Trojans getting the win 
13-7 in overtime with the game-winning score being a Caden Sarver 19-yard touchdown pass to Gavin Camodi as the Trojans win and maintain uh, their playoff status in the Greater Allegheny. Um, they're currently the fourth-place team in the conference, and with that win, it's a huge win for the Trojans to um, secure or at least be in the driver's seat for that one of those top four seeds in the conference, which is what you need to secure a playoff berth in 4A unless you're the Parkway Conference, then you need five. The offenses for both teams couldn't really do anything as the only scores in the game, Hampton scored in the second quarter on a 60-yard pick six by Eric Weeks. North tied the game in the fourth quarter with a 60-yard punt return by Jack Fennell. So the offenses couldn't really do anything and until the overtime period when you have those possessions at the 10-yard line, North Catholic gets the win and uh, secures fourth place for now in the Greater Allegheny. Elsewhere in the conference, Armstrong defeats Indiana 47-14. to Mars defeats Kiskey by a final score of 47-28. to And now stepping into the Big 7 conference, all three games were blowouts in conference play with the game of the week being Thomas Jefferson defeating Trinity 45-10. to Big reason for that will be talked about later, but um, this specific individual's uh, favorite target was Sean Sullivan, seven catches, 177, and two touchdowns. A pair of shutouts elsewhere. McKeesport defeats Connellsville 48-0, and Latrobe defeats Ringgold 42-0. Now moving on to Class 5A, there was a bunch of non-conference games um, between some 5A teams and some 6A squads, and we'll break those down real quick. Cannon Mac defeats Baldwin 49-7. Plum tr- falls to South Fayette 20-6. And Highlands at a Class 4A remains undefeated with a 38-23 win over Woodland Hills. Our game of the week, Seneca Valley travels to Hempfield and takes care of business 42-12. And after the slow start the Raiders got off to with those losses to Peters Township and Cannon McMillan, the Raiders have seemingly fixed their season and saved their season and have now rattled off four straight wins against Pine Richland, Mount Lebo, Butler, and Hempfield. Now the Spartans were missing Jake Phillips, who was injured in the loss to Gateway, and Seneca Valley... Not to mention, the the four consecutive wins have all come on the road. Any team knows, or if, if anyone out there has played football, you know how tough it is to win on the road, uh, especially when it's four games in a row. And Seneca Valley taking care of business. The defense was pretty good through that four-game stretch. But offensively, a trio of Raiders accounting for two touchdowns. Kai West and White Craver found the end zone twice. Quarterback Graham Hancocks accounted for a passing and a rushing touchdown as Seneca Valley defeats the Spartans 42-12. In Northeast Conference action, our game of the week featured North Hills defeating Shaler by a score of 35-23. to And now five teams in the Northeast Conference have one loss on the season after North Hills gets the win over Shaler. And all of a sudden, the Indians of North Hills are the top seed for now in the Northeast Conference. Credit, they're stepping out of the conference for the next two weeks against Seneca Valley and Franklin Regional in that order. 
But North Hills takes care of Shaler thanks to the help of Cooper Thompson and Julius Green. They both scored two touchdowns. Thompson rushed for 102. Shaler, though, put up a fight with Keegan Smetanka, throwing for 172 yards, three touchdowns, all three of them being caught by Joe DeSabato as North Hills winners of three straight games over Penn Hills, Fox Chapel, and Shaler. And the other game in the Northeast Conference, Penn Hills shuts out Fox Chapel 29 to nothing as Penn Hills right behind North Hills nipping at their knees for that final or for that top spot in the Northeast Conference. But North Hills, if they end in a tie, would have the edge due to North Hills' win over Penn Hills a couple of weeks ago. Our Big East Conference game of the week was a defensive battle between two Titans, Gateway and Penn Trafford, who have been the top two teams in their conference in each of the last five seasons. And Gateway gets the edge this year, 21-10 over Penn Trafford, as the Gators, again, winning a defensive battle. Four four interceptions between the two, two by both teams. Um, And the game-stealing pick six by Remy Bowes to put the game out of reach late in the fourth quarter. Um, Gateway offensively led by Jaquan Reynolds. He rushed for 86 yards and a touchdown on 23 carries. The Warriors, though, with Conlon Green throwing for a 165, but did throw that crucial late interception that was returned by Bowes for a touchdown. And Gateway with the win and is now second place in the Big East Conference behind conference-leading Franklin Regional just as we all suspected coming into the season. And speaking of the Panthers, they continue their undefeated streak in Big East Conference play with a 35-0 shutout of Norwin, who is now 1-6 on the season and 0-3 in conference play and have only scored two touchdowns in those three conference games and have been shut out in three straights. In the Allegheny 6, the game of the week featured Bethel Park making a statement and picking up a 27-14 win over Upper St. Clair, and the Blackhawks secure first place in Class 5A's Allegheny 6 Conference. The top three teams, Bethel Park, Peters Township, and Upper St. Clair, are now all 6-1, with Peters Township's only loss coming to USC, USC's only loss coming to Bethel Park, and the Blackhawks' only loss coming to Class 6A's Pittsburgh Central Catholic in Week 2. Bethel Park... I mentioned is a sleeper team in Class 5A in the beginning of the year, and, uh, well, they're proving me right in that regard as the running game took care of business and uh, found the answer that no one could solve, uh, that being the USC defense. Coming into the game, Upper St. Clair averaged about 83 yards given up on the ground per game. Bethel Park ran for 259 And that includes 37 carries for the workhorse, Austin Kai, and he rushed for 180 yards. Another big reason for the win, um, which goes hand-in-hand with the ground game, the time of possession. Bethel Park possessed the ball for over 33 minutes of the game. That's 69%. As Bethel Park, with that tremendous running game against the Panthers secures the win and the statement against Upper St. Clair, who a lot of people thought would be the favorite coming into Class 5A, at least this week. And the Blackhawks have now entered the chats, as the kids would say. Not to mention, too, Tanner Pfeiffer was efficient passing-wise 
completed six of seven passes, but those passes went for 155 yards. And uh, USC's quarterback, Julian Dallum, not as much success. He threw for 109 in the defeat to the Blackhawks. Peters Township, also in conference play, takes care of Moon 48-8 to on the road. Class 6A, our non-conference game, Pine Richland defeats Central Catholic 35-13. to And it's funny how one move can change a whole season as Pine Richland's Ryan Palmieri moves to the quarterback position after Pine Richland starts 1-3, and three, have won three straight, including over Class 6A, NA, and Central Catholic. And now Pine Richland is emerging as a sleeper pick out of the conference in Class 5A. And Central Catholic, the calamity continues as they're now tied for last in the in the Tri-County 5 with Canamac and Mount Lebo at 1-2 and two in conference play. Central Catholic is 3-4 and four in the season. And uh, this Pine Richland loss is probably, I mean, statistically it's not the worst loss. The worst one comes to St. Edward, Ohio back in Week 0 at Hall of Fame Stadium. But when you look at the the schedule, this is probably the most damaging loss that Central Catholic has suffered this season. And uh, with all the resources that PCC has had, there's a lot of question marks about this Central Catholic team, and it needs to be answered quick. And finally, our Class 6A game of the week, North Allegheny wins a defensive battle with Mount Lebanon 20-6 to as the Tiger defense holding Mount Lebanon to under 100 total yards of offense for the game. Touchdown scored by Logan Kushner and Kyron Boyd. Kushner throws for 82 yards as N.A. remains unbeaten in Class 6A play with a 20-6 win over Mount Lebanon. The Tigers out of conference for the next two weeks. Um, In fact, all of Class 6A playing non-conference games in Week 7 and uh, we'll step back into the playoff picture for Class 6A next week. Time to name our teams of the week for Week 6 around the WPIAL. Uh, firstly, our Class 1A team of the week is Bishop Canavan after defeating Cornell 63 to nothing. Bishop Canavan was a heavy favorite coming into the season and didn't look quite as impressive as many people would have suspected coming into the season, but uh, I would say the last couple of weeks, they've really opened some eyes in the last three weeks, outscoring Avella, Fort Cherry, and Cornell by a combined score of 179-7. to Avella is 1-6, so you would expect Bishop Cannon to take care of them. Fort Cherry, though, is not a bad team at 4-3, and and Cornell... At 3-3, three three, they're also going to compete for Black Hills Conference playoff berth. Um, but Bishop Canavan just dominated from bell to bell against Cornell. And the big reason for that was Jason Cross. He had five first-half touchdowns, throwing for three, rushing for one, and had a 79-yard pick six. The One of the touchdown receptions was by Xavier Nelson, a 61-yarder. And rushing-wise, Marquise Carter led the way with 104 yards rushing. Our Class 2A Team of the Week is Stowe Rocks after shutting out Walsh High 36-0. The win isn't surprising. 
it's it's the manner in which Storox did it, shutting them out and also thoroughly decimating the Prexies, who again are led by Rutgers commit Devon Foose and have an uber talented senior class. And Storox just ran them out of the building. Our three A team of the week is someone that hasn't really gotten a lot of attention around the WPIAL, but they made a significant jump, I would say, in Class Three A. That being the Southmoreland Scotties. Southmoreland defeating South Allegheny 36-6. The win for Southmoreland keeps the playoff hopes alive. And a big reason for the victory um, was the offense. Offensively, they they racked up almost 450 total yards, including 217 on the ground, led by Trey Wetzel, who had 124 rushing yards, but did not score. He instead set up... The rest of his teammates, including quarterback Caden Kiefer, throwing for 224 on 13 of 17 passing and four touchdowns. When you throw as many touchdowns as incompletions, that's saying something. And his favorite target, as it has been throughout the year, Ty Keffer, eight catches, 165, and three touchdowns. Class 4A Team of the Week is my new number one team in all of the WPIAL and uh, it shouldn't really come as a surprise considering that this was a heavy preseason favorite in Class 4A, and that being Aliquippa. That first quarter, I think, solidified the Quips as a heavy, heavy favorite in Class 4A, not just in the Parkway Conference, but also in Class 4A as a whole as the Quips defeat Blackhawk 54-3. 5A Team of the Week is pretty obvious. It's Bethel Park after the Blackhawks get the statement win over Upper St. Clair, and Bethel Park may just be my new number one team in Class 5A. A lot of classifications or a lot of different organizations and outlets have Bethel Park now as the new number one. Uh, Tune in Friday to see if that remains true in the Whippy Whip Around. In our 6A team of the week, uh, it'll be Seneca Valley after completing that four-game road stretch and going 4-0 in those games and putting an exclamation point with a 42-12 win. Seneca Valley uh, taking care of business in Class 6A, and the Raiders are right back in the thick of things as a top contender in Class 6A. Now time for our Whippy Whip Around Players of the Week. We name one player from each classification and as our Player of the Week. And uh, we'll start things off. With Class 1A, our player of the week was the leading rusher in all the WPIAL last week, and he was the only rusher to have over 300 yards rushing, and that being Landon Stevenson. He had 314 yards in the win over Jefferson Morgan. 49-12 victors were the Maples over the Rockets. And Landon Stevenson, rushing-wise, has put on a clinic when you look at the rushing rankings, Colin Brady and Landon Stevenson, they're both 1,400-yard rushers. And then third place in 1A is Braylon Lovelace, but he has just under 1,000 yards, uh, which nothing to sneeze at, but that's almost a 450-yard difference between Landon Stevenson and the third-place rusher, that being Lovelace. And Landon Stevenson continues his spectacular senior season with a 300-yard performance against Jefferson Morgan. 
Class 2A Player of the Week comes from Amani Christian, and it is not David Davis, as he was our back-to-back Player of the Week early on in the season, but instead we're going with the quarterback, Deshaun Burnett. He threw for 357 yards in the 38-34 win over Apollo Ridge. Two of his favorite targets had over 100 yards receiving, as Amani Christian gets a much-needed win over Apollo Ridge and stays alive in the Class 2A playoff hunt for now um, as the Saints deadlocked in a 1-3 fifth place tie with Apollo Ridge and Yawk, but the schedule for Imani Christian to conclude the season looks pretty favorable. Uh, Derry this week, next week will take on Ligonier Valley, probably the toughest game they have remaining, and then they take on Yawk to conclude the season so if you get performances like Deshaun Burnett had against Apollo Ridge, Amani Christian probably will be one of the playoff spots in Class 2A from the Allegheny Conference. 3A Player of the Week is Ben Lane after rushing for 254 yards in the win over East Allegheny, second leading rusher in all the WPIAL in Week 6. As Ben Lane, he's led Freeport, he's a four-year starter, and Lane has been the face that runs the place for the Yellow Jackets. And, well, he just added on to that with that impressive performance against East Allegheny. And Freeport now has solidified itself as the team to beat in the Allegheny Six. Our 4A Player of the Week is Brody Evans. I alluded to it earlier. He's the reason why Thomas Jefferson got back on track with the 45-10 win over Trinity. Evans throws for 340 yards. Evans threw for the fourth most, to be exact, in Thomas Jefferson history. The only two quarterbacks to have more yards in the game, Joe Carroll did it twice in 2012, his career-high 396 against Franklin Regional. And the program record belongs to Pete Winovich, 412 yards against Keystone Oaks in 2003. So Evans in some pretty darn good company with those other quarterbacks. Class 5A Player of the Week had a tough time deciding on this one, but ultimately I went with a wide receiver, and that's Aiden Hudock from Franklin Regional. Four passes caught, but they went for 132 yards as Franklin Regional shuts out Norwin 35 to nothing, And the Panthers 3-0 in Big East Conference play. The only unbeaten team remaining in the Big East Conference, and the Panthers have been the surprise team out of the Big East. Can they keep it going? That'll be tough because Franklin Regional's remaining schedule is not easy at all. Uh, Hempfield this week, North Hills out of the conference next week, and then they finish at Penn Trafford. Our Class 6A Player of the Week comes from Cannon McMillan. It's Mike Evans after throwing for three touchdowns and running for another in the dominant win over Baldwin, 49-7. to Kanemak has been hot and cold throughout the year. They look good one week, and then the next week they, um, they end up losing a close one, and then they look good the next, and then they lose another close one. This was by far the best Kanemak has looked all week or all year, and Mike Evans a big reason for that. Um, Kanemak's all-time single-season leading passer in program history, that being Evans, he threw for... 1,602 yards last year as the Big Macs uh, look to continue that here with um, potentially a playoff berth in Class 6A. They want to avoid being that odd team out 
in Class 6A when it comes to those playoff standings. And finally, in the we'll now take a look at the playoff picture as slowly the playoff picture starts coming into fruition. Now, only a handful of teams have clinched. No clinchings from Class 1A or Class 5A. In 2A, we have Steel Valley, Sarah Catholic, and Still Rocks punching their playoff tickets. 4A is Aliquippa, Central Valley, and McKeesport. And then in 3A and 6A, one team each has clinched. In 6A, it's North Allegheny. That's no surprise. And in Class 3A, it's Avonworth. We figured it'd be Bell Vernon or Elizabeth Ford, but no, it's the Lopes getting the first playoff berth in 3A. Now, for those that don't know about the playoff seedings, we'll break that down really, really quickly before we sign off. And then in the coming weeks, of course, we'll talk more about it in depth. Uh, In Class 1A, pretty cut and dry. Top 16 teams qualify. It's the top four from each conference. Class 2A, you have 14 possible qualifiers. Uh, The WPIL will take the top five from the MAC and the Allegheny Conference and the top four from the Century Conference. And the top two seeds will get a bye Class 3A, 12 teams will qualify as the top four from each conference, and the top four seeds will get a bye to start the playoffs. Class 4A, it's probably the most complicated, as it's the only one with an odd number. There's 13 teams that qualify. You have the top five from the Parkway, the top four from the Big Seven, and the top four from the Greater Allegheny. And the top three seeds will get a bye in the first round of the playoffs. Class 5A is a dogfight. It's the top eight teams that will qualify, and the top two from each conference will secure a spot plus two wild cards. And that'll be something that we'll really dive deep into in the later weeks of the regular season. And in Class 6A, top four teams qualify, but since there's no conference games in Week 7, we'll break it down further next week. Uh, on the Whippy Whip Around. But until then, thank you so much for joining me on the Whippy Whip Around. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross, two underscores EYE, and follow Pittsburgh Sports Now on Twitter as well at PGH Sports Now. I'm Brendan Rossi. Thank you once again so much for joining me, and I'll see you on Friday.